Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. In space, no one can hear you star scream. We're talking Dark of the Moon, the third Transformers movie for Transform May, only on Normies Like Us. Podcasts in disguise. Neil, you are dark on the rock. Mission is a go. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Optimus! You Nothing but Sentinel's bitch. No, Optimus! Welcome back, you heard it up top. We're going to outer space when things get a little more galactic. Ooh, or does the war for Cybertron come down to Earth? You're about to find out here on Transform A. And normies like us with your hosts, um... Leonard Colin Nimoy. Laser Mike. <laughs> Ka. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, uh, you know, uh, Leonard Jacob Nimoy. What? Of course. <laughs> As we both are. Not Optimus Jacob, not Mega Jacob. Not Cobwave. Star, no, no. Star Jacob. <laughs> Jacob Scream. Oh, yes, yes. I never know what to say, so I just, you know, I'm always on the spot. Well, you know, yeah, there's some myriad of uh, Transformers. We we try to just uh, play it fast and loose with the old nicknames, you know, as uh, probably you Mike Bay likes to do to, with his story. <laughs> you don't need to think it out, Mike. You, you right. will follow think the mayhem here and just do it off the cuff. Check and, your brain you know, at the we'll door. We'll do it in slow-mo. <laughs> Check your brain at the door. You know, leave your leave your robot brain behind because we're back talking Transforming as we've been doing all May long. Mm-hmm. Here for our third episode for the third week we're talking oh, Transformers boy. 3, Dark of the Moon. And is it the Valley Boys? Is it is it the is this the lowest we're gonna hit? Well I have no idea because you know I haven't even seen four and five, so who knows? Yeah, oh, as we we've hit uncharted territory. <laughs> we're about to enter uncharted territory, at least for me. I, this is where I gave up when they were coming out in theaters. I watched this one, I said, enough is enough. But just for the listeners, you know, we're gonna soldier on. Um one thing to note, uh, this is the most profitable of the Transformers films ever, but mm. also all the ones after this only decrease in Rotten Tomatoes score. So who sure. knows where it's going from here? <laughs> that could just be due to, you know, Transformers fatigue, right? This movie nice. might actually be worse than The Last Night and ex- Age of mm. Extinction, but... You know, that people are so sick of the Transformers that you're like... Transformers you know, fatigue, Jacob, a deal with the devil Michael Bay made, finally coming to light. Uh, it's something we're going to explore on this episode. Uh, if we're just saying histories, you know, Optimus Joe isn't here. I saw mm-hmm. this movie in theaters with him. Um, I believe it was our last year at college. We were, you know... Hanging out uh, alone. I think we saw it in an afternoon. You know, it was not an event movie. It was literally like we weren't going to tell our friends we were going to it. It was just going to be some guilty pleasure the two of us watch. We might have had some illicit help to enjoy it. And I kind of remember not remembering it. Yeah, I definitely would have judged you if you told me, uh, hey, we're going to see <laughs> the uh, Transformers. But um, yes, for me, I. You know, I wasn't sure if I had seen this movie or not. Once I started watching, I realized I had not seen this movie, and wow. none of this was familiar to me. 
Well, you just block but, it out of repressed memory. I might have, yeah. You know, Patrick Dempsey, I don't know, you know. But uh, overall, I'm going to say, you know, it was pretty bad. Uh, we've watched Ooh. a lot of Transformers in the past three weeks. Uh, getting a little Transformers fatigue myself, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is it worse than the second one? That'll be, you know, up for debate. I think that's debate. a question to answer, I think, going forward. Yeah. Um, a lot of fans, obviously, had issues with the second one, as we discussed last week. There was a notable lack of script. Uh, there was a lot of comedy beats that didn't land. And this movie, at least, was attempting to rectify that. Does it land those uh, I will say... We'll see. Yeah, I think they definitely tried to fix some issues. They were successful on some things. Some things are just as bad. I think overall... <laughs> or worse. <laughs> yeah. What's better? What's the same? What's worse? <laughs> right. For me, the third act of this movie was actually better than the third act of the second movie. It might, it might have the best action scenes of any of them that I've seen so far. Some of the action scenes I thought were really interesting and engaging. The build-up to the third act was not good. Um, I think there's still a lot of dumb bullshit that could have got cut out, just like the second one, right? It is long in the front side, yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, it's very long. Yeah. I keep falling asleep during them, but I'll get into that more in oh, detail boy. when we Same. figure out which part. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Dark of the Moon, uh, I guess, should we just jump into it? Let's transform uh, well, onto the it, next segment or anything else here? Perfect, perfect transition. I say we do it up top, though, while we're here. Jacob's oh, yes. segment. Let's rate the title real quick. Now, you oh, said yeah. Dark of the Moon, Mike. You, you made the Pink Floyd joke. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> like, why take the word side out? What does Dark well, of the Moon mean the dark side of the moon doesn't, if I may ask you both? Two two uh, options, you know. I think it might be two different. One, either you know, Pink Floyd must have copyright on Dark sure. Side of the Moon. The phrase, <laughs> it's or, not happening. <laughs> or Michael Bay just thought it sounded cooler to say Dark of the Moon. But uh, you know, who knows? It has to be one of those two. Yeah, it's, he probably yeah. wanted Dark Side of the Moon really bad. Also sounds very much like Star Wars if you could include Dark Side. Mike, <laughs> my whole pitch, now we've related these all. I The first one, I was like, it's a Spielberg movie, it's E.T. Second one, I was like, T2, it's Terminator, it's Terminator. He's, he's obsessed with James mm. Cameron. This is a George Lucas movie. This is Return of the Jedi to me, Mike. This is huh. the energy that that is taking. So maybe that is the title. Interesting. I like that you're kind of equating these all to... Uh, Different blockbuster directors, uh, more famous, <laughs> Be- better, and better works. So you have fair. Revenge of the Fallen. That's yeah. kind of like uh, you know Revenge of the Revenge of the Sith, right? Yeah, now you have Return of the, the Moon. <laughs> Return right. of the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Return of the Dark Side. Um, we'll see if um, it's a full moon or a new moon, or if this uh, is a good Ooh. sign or bad sign. I guess a good omen, bad omen. As we talk, the dark of the moon. Potentially the dark of the entire franchise. Uh, coming up next, <laughs> normies like us. Here's a good transition to say, um, you know, much like Sam Witwicky, we're on the bigger and better things that's uh, right Michaela is out Carly 
<laughs> Welcome to the team. <laughs> yeah. Dare you, so, dare you. yeah, well, let's just come in from here. We got new characters. We'll do the setup. Obviously, Megan Fox leaves in, in between these two uh. films. What, so what's the impetus of this? Do we have the story, Colin? Have you done any research or anybody know? Well, you know, we're a little let down here. Obviously, the way these movies are made, Mike, we, we like Megan Fox. You, you mm-hmm. were pointing out in the first one. She's the best part of it. You guys really brought me around to that. I yeah. kind of agree now. We know how movies are made. You sign a contract for a trilogy. That's the reason Shia LaBeouf is here. Truly, it is that Megan Fox butted heads so much with Michael Bay that they bailed out. So it is right. amazing, again, that she did do the Turtles. True. Um, I'll tell you this, Con. So I don't know if you know this, but so she had the comments of, you know, in, in an interview, oh, Michael Bay is so hard to work with. He's like Hitler. Mm. Well, who produces these movies? Steven Spielberg. Oh, Jewish, no. obviously. Schindler's List. Um, he was not happy Ryan. with that comment. <laughs> yeah. So it was actually Steven Spielberg that said, Get her out of there, you You're know. You're kidding. Because wow. of the Hitler reference specifically. So, yeah. So Spielberg that's kind of found Shia and fired uh, Megan. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, one of the big things with this is there's a new uh, female lead, obviously, Carly. And as I'm watching it on Amazon and it comes up with X-Ray and shows you the actors, they only just had her credited as Carly. No last name. <laughs> No identifying She's Carly. She's not a real person. The character like, has a last name, I presume, on the Wikipedias, but in Amazon, no. they're just like, just Carly. That's all you need to know. Now, Mike, this is Rose Huntington Whitley. We know her from Fury Road. She's an ex-model. Mm-hmm. This is her first movie. Do you like her? What do you think about her in this movie? Well, you know, people say the CG keeps getting better in these. And the way they took a piece of cardboard and made it seem like a human, <laughs> I almost bought it. So, yeah, I'm really impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I, say I don't this. Like her that um, much. No. Rose, Rosie Huntington Whiteley makes Megan Fox <laughs> look like Meryl Streep, if you get what <laughs> I'm saying. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, absolutely. I think it's absolutely. Yeah, it's to the detriment of this film. And I think one thing, you know, this film would work a lot better if it was Michaela. And her part feels like it should have been Michaela. <sighs> yeah. You it know, makes her sense. job working with cars, um, it was all written for yeah. her part. Right. Guys, <laughs> her role in this film, let's let's talk about it for a second. Introduce, we get some nice slow-mo up the stairs, a great Classic shot of her Michael behind. Bay stuff, yeah. Goddamn, Michael Bay, we are so close to canceling she you. This like will be stairs. used in your court case. <laughs> it's like five steps up the staircase. It's not a short shot. It, it's no. brutal. She wakes up her sleeping boyfriend. Okay. So mm-hmm. then we get the story of how they met. She was an aide at the White House, guys. I mean, while Shia LaBeouf is getting a medal. You got an okay. Ob- a medal from Obama, didn't you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and so you're going like, okay, so this is like a smart character. I guess she works at the White House. Okay, then <laughs> she's basically working for Elon Musk. You know, she's like a personal assistant. You're like, wow, okay, that's cool too. And then at the end of the movie, she like calls Megatron a cuck <laughs> and like, yeah, like she, makes she, him fight. Yeah. She negs him um, into action, yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing she does to kind of advance the plot of this movie. But we know she's smart because she has a British accent. And everyone, that's right. all British people are smarter than us dumb Americans, right? Yeah, right. And so, you know, that's, that's what they want Sam's us to think. got his new girlfriend, right? <laughs> but Sam is still a loser. And I don't know why <laughs> I, this person is oh, attracted no. to him He's the worst. All. He's the worst. He's got... 
I mean, he's got a supermodel girlfriend right after yes. his last super hot girlfriend who was, you know, infatuated with him just like this girlfriend is. He's got a sick, uh, you know, apartment with multiple, like you know, levels. Deco. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> doesn't have to do anything. And he's still like. But, you know, he's still he's still looking for a job. He's still, you know. He, he wants a job. He demands a job. Let's look at the through line here. This is our last Shia. We got to pay some respect to that. You know, uh, again, yeah. obviously does not want to be here. But let's let's look at Sam Wetwicky as a character, okay? Mm-hmm. He is a character who wants. His first movie, I want a car. Second movie, I want a normal life. I want to go to college. Third movie, I want respect. You treat me better than you treat anyone. I saved <laughs> the world twice. You don't even know it. You're all nothing to me. Right. Right. Patrick and Dempsey all he has a show a for billionaire. It. <laughs> but <fuck> that. <laughs> Right, and you know he has one medal to show for it, no job, um, and he feels like he's owed more, even though he really didn't do that much in the first two movies. He kind of just, you know, stumbled into the whole world of Transformers. It's he's not like he's a car expert. Talks to the robots. I mean, I don't. Does he deserve this happy ending? He so adamantly demands in this movie. Well, you know, I, I talked about how there's there's no continuity in these movies and nothing that happened in previous ones really matters. But Sam's story does kind of because he's like in high school, then he's in college and now he's out of college looking for a job. So there is at least that's probably the only piece of continuity throughout the three of these. Right. It sure. actually tracks. Um, and in this overall, he is still annoying and very manic, but he, he, I think he brings it actually there's a couple scenes in here with shia where i'm like you know i don't know if you deserve the respect but maybe by the end you earn it a little bit more um you know yeah and i mean yeah he's a he's a good actor i think he's at his best in this one is what i'm saying out of the three really i i do personally i don't know how you guys feel think um yeah i mean he's less i mean he's still screaming a lot you know uh no 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 carly you know Loves to Optimus. just you know scream, <laughs> but there is That's more. I feel line. like there's more at stake for him in this one. Um, just okay. there's more stake, more high stakes overall in this one than in the first two, where you know it's kind of the the invasion of Earth type thing. So there's a lot of a lot of emotional stakes in this, right? Yeah, and I think he sells the emotion as much as he can in this. He's has some good physical performance. Like he's doing parkour at one point. I don't know how Sam Witwicky yeah. has that skill, but Shia LaBeouf's out <laughs> right. there doing it, and it's like sliding over the hood of the car. I'm like, okay, Shia, you do it, man. But when they were there's that scene where they're like wingsuiting through Chicago, and I swear I was like, is Sam Witwicky wingsuiting with these guys? <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> Not quite. I thought that no. would just be hilarious if he was just randomly was wingsuiting. It's like, where did you learn how to do that? Yeah, right. You know, he was on the ground force. And the wingsuits, funnily enough, was just because Michael Bay was watching TV and saw people doing wingsuiting. And then like, <laughs> sure. was like, we need him in this movie. It looked cool. Of course. <laughs> his, his whole ethos. Uh, yeah. I got to say on Shia, I got to say the first one to me is prime. Because I look at him now, and it's like, and he's canceled, so it's almost not even worth this deep of an exploration, but indulge us, normies, uh, mm-hmm. as you listen along. In the lens. Um, I, I did a little extra research, 
and watched the movie he made at the exact same time as this, Wall Street 2, Money Never Sleeps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was Disturbia. No, that's, that's the first movie. But when he was releasing this third film, he was, he was dropping that stuff too. You know, that's with Oliver Stone. It's a mm. long-awaited sequel. He's already worked with Spielberg at that point. This is a guy clearly clearly wanted to do the big game stuff, you know, and he doesn't want to be stuck doing the Transformers. He is bringing the heat in this, Mike, but there is the, you know, the vacancy behind the eyes sometimes that isn't just the completely weird digital Shia they make for the tumbling out of the Transformers scenes. Like yes. the, the real Shia who seems very empty in this movie. I think a lot of that is in that first act to act and a half too when he's looking for a job and doing the job interview and john malkovich scenes like that is definitely yeah i don't want to be here you know the physical <laughs> no. side of the performance and when he's right. like emoting about bumblebee but yeah that and that's the biggest weakness of this i think is the first two acts are really long and pretty boring um overall yeah. you can see the yeah, shy is a little bit disinterested i can never tell what carly's interested in at all uh, well, if anything, um, <laughs> you can't tell mannequins or doll's eyes. Mike. Right, there's, right. there's no light behind those. You know, which we, we joke. You know, you know. Good, good luck with all your acting. And Fury Road's one of my favorite movies. But Shia, she's you know, great. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's doing yeah, thing. she's more known as a supermodel than an actress. We'll, yeah, we, yeah, we'll yeah. just leave it at that. But with Shia, obviously, you know, we mentioned Steven Spielberg was kind of tapping him to be the next leading man. Obviously, Indiana Jones. Uh, that movie was not well received and then he's kind of stuck in these Transformers kind of reminds me of Jennifer Lawrence getting stuck in the X-Men movies and she was not willing to be there Mm -hmm. Um, but you know and now he's kind of like an indie guy where he's making these like weird like he he you know made a run at doing doing the leading man thing and has now turned to like quirky indie type projects um yeah if you go all the way back you know he got to start obviously with even stevens and colin you know we talked about it off pod little fun fact for the even steven heads out there um we have you know in the first scene with the flashback stuff uh nasa all that we have tom virtue aka Mr. Stevens, Shia's oh, dad from Even the fact Stevens. That you know his name is incredible. Yeah. And of course, of course, yeah. Tom Virtue. Talking about transformations. Yeah, first put respect on his name, put respect on Even <laughs> Stevens, put respect on Shia and Holes. But to transform from Even Stevens to Holes to Transformers to weird indie art to whatever is yes. going on now, I don't know. There's, there's been an Eagle Eye? Another Eagle movie Eye. produced by Steven Spielberg that was mm-hmm. like a actioner lead with Shia. It's like I mean, Jacob, Skynet, right. kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mentioned Disturbia, which came out the same year as Transformers One. That's kind yes. of a Rear Window uh, update yep. on Rear Window. Um, so he was making a run at it for a while. Didn't quite work out. He kind of was going for the career that Chris Pratt has now. I think I mentioned that on a yes. previous episode, but. Uh, yeah, well, wishing the best, you know. Can uh, we just say wishing the best? That all that stuff. You're overcome. canceled. You're gone. <laughs> the thing we always skip over, though, because I love when we do this nostalgia talk where we're like, "Yeah, that was so interesting." Oh, he was in that part. That is so cool. We always leave out the Venice and Berlin Film Festival where he is wearing a paper bag that says, "I'm I not, am not famous." famous. We, yes. we leave out the <laughs> New York installations where you will come in and he will be crying or watching his own movies. You know, that was he actually, had the James Franco weirdo phase too. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. Uh, very James Franco-ish. Um, Even the running in the woods from Shia LaBeouf song. He appears <laughs> uh, in a yes. music video, you know. Which, fun fact, our, our good friend, uh, you know, knows the, the person that, that made that video. Yes. Um, yeah, very cool. But, uh, you know, that whole thing where he watched all his past movies like in the theater at once. Straight. That was kind of interesting, actually, because you could kind of see his different reactions over the years and him laughing at, you know, even Steven's episode and then him cringing at certain things in the Transformers and stuff. So interesting. You know, I wish more actors would kind of do that and kind of, um, you know, we could see their career retrospective, so to speak. Between that, like there's still meme reactions that are coming out of him watching his own movies, like, you know, react faces yeah. and then just the whole just do it green screen thing. I mean, just do yes. it. The Sia music videos where he's dancing with that little girl. Yes. yes. He, he's found a way to be permeating culturally. Again, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. He's now basically at a rehab clinic sort of i mean he has admitted to it he said he has been abusive his entire life to a ton of people so it's he's putting the work in you know on the road to recovery car joke yeah it's a shame um you know he he was dating fk twigs a great musical artist that i that i have i'm a huge fan of and they met on the set of honey boy which is a uh, a biographical film about his childhood where he plays his dad who was kind of a you know he, he was a child actor, obviously, but unfortunately, you know, he was abusive in that relationship, which he admits to. So we hope that, you know, he can um, make amends for that. I also want to mention one other thing that a little lesser known thing that he did was during the uh, during the Trump, the early Trump years, oh. he had this thing online where he had a. Uh, a flag that said like fuck Trump or something oh. like that. And he was hot. He was posting at different places. And then there was like Trump fans online on like 4chan who were like doing their, you know, autism thing and finding the location of these flags <laughs> and like stealing them. And he kept moving it to different places. And it was like wow. this back and forth geocaching thing. It was it like was a very funny live stream of like a political statement. Like he will not divide us, you know, but yes. then all the Trumpers would use like, okay, I recognize that building and the, the way the sun is wow. moving. It yes. must be in the Pacific Northwest. And they would like track it. It was like really Classic wild. 4chan stuff. But yeah, okay, uh, that's right. So weird artistic, uh, endeavors but you know the story the book is still open on the story of Shia LaBeouf uh, I would say yeah yeah hey, look there's more we'll throw it back to the, what we're talking about Transformers here obviously but again you mm-hmm. want to explore him for a minute he's the star of three of these no spoilers for things going horror the original this is his last movie number four kind of like its own spin-off that's where we get Mark Wahlberg Number five is kind of the Infinity War of the Bay Transformer movies. So you almost have to wonder mm. how much money did he turn down not to come back for that movie? Sure. Mm. Well, they bring John Turturro back, right, for the fifth one, but he's not in the fourth it's, one. Is that correct? I, I, again, yeah, it's 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 this weird. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's it's like an Avengers. It's it's nuts. Yeah, well, that's a good thing. He's like, yeah, let's mention some of the other human characters here. You know, you get John Turturro back. He's just right. John, John Turturro. He's selling books. I mean, there's bit it's parts crazy. from Ken Jong and he's, John Malkovich, he, but. Mike, I'm feeling better about him in this movie, like where he is in his life. That's like, he's like maybe the guy who I am tracking through these movies now where I'm like, oh, thank God he's doing okay. (laughs) Let's think about, you know, who made it through all three. We've got Shia. We've got John Turturro. We've got uh, Army guys, right? Josh Duhamel and uh, Josh Tyrese. Chicken Thrower Dumel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got Tyrese who's going to bring some rednecks for the third act of this <laughs> movie that back, I'm going to want to yeah. talk about. But yes, right. they're amazing. 
Um, um, this movie, I do feel like there was an infusion of a bunch of actors. Obviously, John Malkovich, Francis McDormand, a lot of good comedic Academy actors. Ken Jeong, actors are all over. <laughs> um, Ken Jeong, Andy Daly, Alan Tudyk, uh, oh, just Alan a Tudyk's ton greatness. of fun actors, but they don't get oh, that wow. much to do. Alan Tudyk's doing capacity. a weird accent. Oh, yeah, you, uh, hold on, Mike. Just said he's great, <laughs> guys. This is my MVP award. Uh, was it Gunther? Who, who is Alan Tudyk? Uh, yeah, but what, what is Dutch this? Could be Dieter? <laughs> or Dutch. Oh, thank yeah, you, Mike. Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. Dutch introduced this crazy side character who, for some reason, is allowed to finish all of his jokes. Like, Michael Bay will <laughs> cut away and they'll have voiceover Valentinuk finishing his jokes in every scene. It's incredible. Sure. Yeah, well, you know, he went to Juilliard. You don't, you don't cut him off. <laughs> And yeah, Alan Tudyk, who knew, you know, he could touch so many different franchises. Yes. He's in Star Wars, he's in. Avengers, I'm sure somehow I don't remember, but um, maybe not. Um, he's in Firefly, obviously, but every Alan Tudyk, Disney MVP. animated property, he is a voice of. He's their lucky charm, yes. like John Ratzenberger for Pixar. So I, I don't know. I love him. Yeah, there's a rumor going around that it's he decided just one day it was going to be the same characters from 28 Days. So he like recovered as a drug addict, then joined the army and became a killer and then started working with John Totoro. And like, <laughs> when he's like that was my old life. Wow. It's like, he's That's flashing insane. This And guy. he's like t- John Totoro's butler slash bodyguard slash sidekick. But he's also a shot off shotgun at one scene. He's the best <laughs> yeah. hacker on the planet, Mike. Yeah. He's like, it's a 128 kilobyte conc- encryption code. <laughs> But I'm in, you know, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nothing <laughs> right. for Dutch. No sweat, yeah. That's kind of, we, we get Patrick Dempsey as kind of our heel. Patrick he, uh, Dempsey. He's he evil. Mick Dreamy <laughs> is very popular at this point. He becomes Mick Transformery. Very weird. So let, let's talk about the overarching thing. We said, I, I mistakenly said, first scene is the, you know, the girlfriend waking up child buff. No, no, no. Jacob was right. It's this archival secret history of all these shots of, you know, Michael Bay gets to shoot JFK in like a, a weird right. out of focus. Like, now tell the Transformers everything that's going on. The premise of this movie, and sort of the marketing, if you guys recall, is secrets mm-hmm. will be revealed. The hidden truth of the Transformers. Of the moon. And now, yeah. now, like, Jacob, we've watched two of these dumb fucking <laughs> movies where there's, like, not even a lot that's going on or happening to them. So, like, if right. you tell me, like, guys, the, the whole plot, the whole secrets, it's all about to be revealed of all that... I would be like, we barely even see the robots. What the fuck are you talking about? What would be yeah. revealed? I mean, this is really the Infinity War Endgame. If yes. the first two Avengers like were really bad and didn't really build up anything <laughs> in the third movie. Endgame was also bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, similar to Revenge of the Fallen, you know, it takes real life kind of conspiracy theory type stuff with yes. the moon landing type stuff. And, you know, the the theory there is that they didn't go back to the moon because there's like secret transformer on the moon, which is Sentinel Prime, I guess. Um, but like mm-hmm. with the ancient aliens in the last one, you had, you had that. Now you have the, the moon landing stuff. 
Right. Um, we have sure. Area 51 in the first one. So the, the mm. origin of all modern technology <laughs> is the cube and then ancient aliens and now moon landing conspiracy. So <laughs> right. the Transformers universe is very strange. Here. Yes. Yes. Um, I will say Remember, the pyramids were hiding a sun devouring machine. That's right. Yeah. You know, and there is a and Sentinel Prime was living on the moon, I guess. But uh, well, he was asleep. Thing- he was in power saving mode like your cell phone. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. And I do want to say one thing that I think this movie did better than the last one. The big villain this time, Sentinel Prime, he's a much better character. He has better motivations than the Fallen, yeah. right? Ooh, yeah. yeah. The, the Fallen was not very the good. The Fallen, no. you know, was a nothing. But Sentinel Prime has a character. He has motivations. He has a reason for doing what he's doing as well as yeah. he has a good voice actor, right? Leonard Nimoy, obviously. Absolutely. And I also wanted to mention, uh, there's a lot of little star Trek references. You might've picked up on one in particular. So in the, in the beginning scene, when wheelie and his little friend are, are watching that. <laughs> oh, he makes me so Who nervous. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and they're watching Star Trek, right? And they say, oh, this is the one where Spock, you know, goes crazy. And then later, yep. Spock... I'm up time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you can later- just see Michael Bay yelling at nerds to put stuff like that. In. We hired Spock, so make sure you put some Spock stuff in it. And they're like, all right, you got it, right. Michael. And the big twist, obviously, of the, you know, second act is that, you know, they, they Optimus wants to get Sentinel Prime. He's like the leader before Optimus. He comes down and then mm-hmm. the big twist, uh-oh, heel turn, Sentinel Prime is working with the Decepticons. And it was Megatron's yeah. plan all along to get Optimus to revive Sentinel Prime. And now he's, you know, defecting to the Decepticons. Yeah. So that they, they had the arc crash on the moon with sentinel they want to get a space bridge to bring cybertron to where earth is they're going to turn all the humans into slaves except you can only turn on the space bridge if you're sentinel prime and you can only bring him back with the matrix of leadership that optimus prime got that's another piece of continuity i guess you don't have to have seen the second movie but you're like oh wow that's something that was in another film that you brought back in my seat mike what would happen i was like "Mm, okay okay (laughs) You actually brought something back. I'm proud of you. Right. Yeah. What happened to the All Spark? I guess there's just that one. Doesn't piece matter. Left, Doesn't matter. That one chart. So they bring him back. He already looks like a fire truck, even oh, though he's been on the move. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know. Sure. He scanned. Yeah, you know. He scanned he, a uh, fire truck on on the moon. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Powering down. A moon fire truck. Scan fire truck. <laughs> but it's like a 2019 or 20 you know 11 fire truck. I guess for the absolutely. Anyway, he crashed in this. 50s 60s but he got a future fire truck but um uh he the whole moral dilemma is you know does optimus side with bringing his planet back or protecting the humans of earth right you know where does his loyalty lie and sentinel chooses you know cybertron again mike i love you summing all that up that's fantastic that is the transformers side of the plot so we're not seeing a lot of that because again we're not seeing a lot of transformers (laughs) bumblebee Barely Not in this until movie. the third act. Yeah. Optimus Prime gets his ass kicked. <laughs> the only Transformers we see are Wheelie and that little <laughs> goblin. Where I'm like, ooh, I hate them both so much. Yeah. But maybe Wheelie's my best friend. Why wouldn't Wheelie go with Michaela? 
Why would he stick around with well, Sam right, Witwicky? Right, because they totally changed his character from the second one, where he starts as a Decepticon spy, yes. right? Very horny. Gets converted by being, you know, being a sub for Michaela, humping her leg. <laughs> being a sex slave, yes, you're right. Then in this one, yep, yep. he's more loyal to Sam, and he's got a little buddy now, and he says, I think he has the line where he's like, oh, she, she's better than the last girl. She was mean. It's like, what? Well, she didn't did you, did you like in love with her? He speaks like a jazz singer you are right like an old <laughs> black jazz singer now he turns into whatever this thing is a lenovo laptop now god help me if you took a Love shot lenovo, every time yeah. you saw <laughs> lenovo on the screen yeah. you would die mm-hmm. yeah they're using it to hack he's got any any he, he like heats up too much and then his brain is smoking so he's got to stop being a laptop Ooh, baby it hurts <laughs> i mean it's like I mean, they it's took out wildly offensive like yeah, and they've they've taken out Mudflap and Brother. I don't, you know, yeah, Paris, right? Mark and <laughs> but they just keep having us spend time with like the dumbest Transformers, <laughs> and we never spend time little robots. Yeah, we never spend time with the cool ones. When I have we something do, too, while we're talking. Well, I just wanted to say, oh, sorry, my last point the the main plot we stick with, Mike, is something about mm-hmm. Russian cosmonauts that, for the life of me, I could not follow for 10 goddamn seconds. But okay, I can, I can sort of explain this. So basically, please. back when both Russia and America were doing the space race, going to the moon, um, rich people in both countries were like, or the, the Septicons were paying them to make it look like that it's too it's expensive to go back to the moon. Beak. In order well, to Well, they went to the moon in the first place to investigate the crash what was that? Cybertron right. ship, the Ark. Right. And and they said America first to send a man to the moon, but Russia was the first to send a camera. So they had mm. photographs of the alien technology and then America and Russia were like, "Oh shit, we got to go, you know, right. get this." And there's a conspiracy, robot. you know, with Patrick Dempsey's dad who was part of the this original group who was like in with the decepticons who's like specifically hiding like this technology from the government right well, they're fudging Jacob, the numbers so they can't go back this is an interesting movie because he is basically the sam wit wiki of megatron right like he, there would right. be like a, a 60s movie of patrick dempsey being like oh you're my buddy robot you're telling me to do yeah. bad stuff like that's kind of interesting but also, it has yeah. like throughout the movie, he's like, "You think I wanted this? Like, I just inherited this job yeah. from my dad, basically. Like, you know, it's going to happen anyways. I might as well like be the leader of the human slaves." If I, no, if he does not have to do it multiple times. <laughs> multiple times, he makes the choice to no. kill us all. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's the one who's but like, "Oh, you're holding prisoners? No, just fucking execute." Them. <laughs> I do like the line though. I'm a liaison. I liaise. <laughs> like, I have nothing my, to do with the plan. I just, right. Right. Terrible. <laughs> And even when he, when he, the one scene he really has with Megatron is Megatron being like, oh, get out of, you know, you've done your job, you insect. And he's like, man, that guy's such a fucking dick. (laughs) Yeah, right. But, uh, um, so yeah, he's trying to sell out the humans. And then for some reason, he wants Sam Witwicky to go and spy on the Transformers. Yes. Okay. So, first of all, alien tech and the logic of his plan here, the first thing he does is he gets, Sam, a job working with Ken Jong, one of the only people that would have information about this conspiracy that he can then relay to Sam when what he could have done is just not gotten him that job, got him a job somewhere else, and Sam never would have found out about this at all. Uh, so not sure the logic makes sense there. 
Yeah, because he sent, he's with John Malkovich, he's like, oh, we got a letter from one of our board members that you're recommended, right? And so, Patrick Dempsey sent him a recommendation to get him hired, like he said, at the place where Ken Jong, <laughs> who is a conspiracy nut, right. Deep Wang, as it were, Mike, um, is this gonna is, pull him into you know, the whole We're plot. getting away from racist Transformers to come over to a racist performance from Ken Jong, where I'm just like, <laughs> Michael Bay, I, I don't feel good about any of this. No, but he has exotic milk. You know, and that scene really, really was needed, you know. And this is also a time so, period when Ken Jong was kind of everywhere. The Hangover movies, yes, Community. Yes, um, he was a big fan. Yeah, and we're fans of Dr. Ken. Oh, yeah. We don't get us wrong here. Love Ken yeah, Jong, show, Andy yes. Daly, bunch of nerds working together in an office for some reason. It's like all hot girls and nerds. Uh. There are. This but, uh, is this is the bayus. There, there are some shots, Jacob, where they'll just pan around the room. The secretaries, the way that their <laughs> shirts are open and their hair is done, you're just like, what the insane. fuck is going on, Michael? Explain and yourself. And all the guys are just like a bunch of like complete nerds, right? Yes. Um, right. And then, so he he relays the information to Shia. Immediately gets killed by Laserbeak. Right. <laughs> I was you your computer. <laughs> I got to suicide you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> laser beak is fun in this laser, okay let's talk but toy corner fun. real quick so uh, jacob pointed out in the first episode the relationship between megatron and starscream the sniveling little worm and the sort of haughty mean master right uh sound wave a transformer we introduced in the last movie kind of a bigger part in this movie in that Shockwave. he's on the earth i mean like arguably that would mean he's got a bigger part again there's not a lot of transformers in this movie right the toy, Mike, this is one of those cassettes you were talking about. He would shoot out the little mm-hmm. cassettes. It would transform. Laserbeak was that. Now, Laserbeak like did not bird, talk. Robot, yep. He, you know, on the animated show, he was not, you know, catty. He would not do these things. They seem to have transplanted Starscream's personality onto Laserbeak just because he can interact with the people in that he's kind of the size of us. I mean, at one mm. point, to scare a little girl, he turns into a small red bumblebee. <laughs> Why does pink, he do yeah. that? <laughs> why? Like, yeah, yeah, he's he can turn into a TV, but why can he also turn? He can into turn into anything. Other robots. Turns into a Lenovo anything. laptop as well. Most <laughs> most Transformers in this yeah. movie turn into Lenovo laptops. I'm never going to buy um, a Lenovo for no. that reason alone. Yeah, he, probably Decepticon. He turns into a pink bumblebee to get in with those girls so that he can kill her dad later that day. <laughs> why not just break in and kill? Like, there's no need for that kind kill of disguise. <laughs> and then turn into something else. Yeah. Also, do you remember there's a scene early on where they're in Chernobyl for some reason? And that's a whole... Like, I was very confused. Why is Josh Dumel in fucking Chernobyl? Francis McDermott shows up and asks this exact same question, (laughs) Jacob. And Josh Duhamel's answer is, Autobots, they're like teenagers. You know, sometimes they just go out. I don't know why they did that. (laughs) And that is what we as the audience members are given as the excuse. Right. But we do meet Superworm there. That's right. Yes, yes. The giant dig, worm the diggler. Um, Could I ask? Uh, you know, I want to talk about the robots here because Colin, mm-hmm. you said there's not a lot of Transformers in this movie, but I beg to disagree. So I would like to read a couple names of Transformers, <laughs> and you tell me. I'm so ready which for this, they Mike. Were. Please, yes. All right. So there is a Transformer. Let's start off easy. We know Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. We know Optimus. Who was the Transformer named Dino? So, and, and does it say Dino slash Mirage next to it or something Mirage. like that? Now, Mike, Correct. I looked this up too because the subtitles <laughs> when I was watching this dumb movie, 
one point, Josh Shapiro says, all right, everybody go to your rooms. We've got Dino or Mirage. He says, or Mirage. He, he says to the character, it's like he doesn't know who his name is. He's just like a blue Lamborghini that's just like pulling off to the side. I could tell you. No, he's a Fred Ferrari. Oh, he's a Red yeah. Ferrari. Sure. I could tell the you right now, the only Autobots I know, there's Bumblebee, Optimus, and then there's, I think, two like Australian accented ones <laughs> called the Wreckers. They're like, oh, yes. mate, we're going to wreck you. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, they're like British and, uh, yeah, and they're called Leadfoot uh, is one of them. <laughs> and uh, Sure. I don't know. There's a there's a bunch, but basically, like there's a bunch of Decepticons. Like if I asked you to tell me who Hatchet is, no, could you tell impossible. me? If I asked you to tell me, you know, no. who Crowbar no, was, and now, you couldn't Mike, tell me. This is inducive of a, of a problem we'll talk about later. But in that scene afterwards, where Megatron is called a cuck, and then he immediately arrives to the final battle, you know, again. I haven't seen Bumblebee for so long. I have the same sort of dysphoria that I have every scene when I that starts a Transformer being introduced or running in where it's like, okay, Optimus is fighting Sentinel Prime. Oh, there's another robot coming behind. Oh, is it Bumblebee? Oh, it's just a big gray thing. I can't tell what it is. Oh, it's Megatron. Of course, that does make sense because in the last scene, Megatron said he was going to fight. You know what I mean? Like every right. time I see a Transformer in this movie in particular, I'm like, right, which one is that? Well, again, it has the problem of yeah. all the Decepticons just being yes. gray and silver. Like, Starscream and Megatron look very similar. Like, all the Decepticons kind of have the same color scheme, whereas the Autobots can be more colorful. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, who is the, like, old professor Autobot oh, Jacob, that gets fucking executed? I am so <laughs> excited for you to do this. Okay, so yeah. Wheeljack is the name mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. engineer Nailed it. scientist of the show. Now, okay. on the show, he is like a Formula One race car. So, the the flaps in the back of the Formula One thing as they come up, they're like his head. He doesn't have a mouth or anything. He communicates with these flashing lights on the side of his head, these huge flashing orbs. I'm like, mm. oh, what a weird, interesting character that's always been in my mind. Now, Jacob, <laughs> would you translate that to a guy with a weird accent who has, for some reason, the most human-like Terminator skull out of all of these monstrous <laughs> right. Autobots. He right. has a has shaved, bald head with yeah. <laughs> long, weird, scraggly green hair. <laughs> At one point, he turns and says, Bumblebee, I think they're going to execute us. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then he he's begs shot for his life like as dog. he's murdered. <laughs> yes. That is the most a lot of savage part. Yeah, this is probably the most graphic one yet. And there's, I, there's scenes of Decepticons just blasting humans and they evaporate. I think at yes. one point, they well, last one, there's just a skull left. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. That is gruesome. Yes. Yeah. And I want to I mention probably the, the biggest, most heart-wrenching moment of any of these movies was the Sentinel Prime heel turn. Who does he take out? The only other one to survive all three are Buddy Ironhide. When it was him, I was like, that makes sense. We gotta change up these numbers. Like, let's let's get Ironhide out of here. You're the only one with a name. We might as well <laughs> when they were about to kill emotional effect that is. Yeah, they were about to kill Bumblebee, and I'm like, no, Terrible. not Bumblebee. And they fucking murder this old 
weird guy right in front of us as he's begging for his life. Yes. I'm like, that is horrifying. There's it kids going like, to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like the only time where his voice was fixed for a minute too, right? As the guy's being taken away, he says like, not like this or something like that. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. And that's when Shia is acting. But that's the thing too. The robots bleed in yes. this one. Like there's like oily red right. blood coming out. There's a lot of violence. Of course, we have some um, more Optimus Prime, you know, execution. That's what I want to ask. Oh, my right? God. He's so brutal. Is Optimus brutal. Prime a good guy? <laughs> I, I don't think know. he's a psychopath. He's, I don't know if he should be the leader of these guys. <laughs> Let's just say, compared to the cartoon, he's absolutely nothing like the Optimus Prime of the cartoon, who's a very noble leader. This guy is like a brutal, like, if you cross me once, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> and when he has a chance to take somebody out, it's never like... The easy no. way. It's like, I'm going to rip out your rib cage and an eyeball yeah. and your spine, and I'm going to talk shit while I do it. Give it's me like your face. In this one, this time he just says, you yeah. die. Yes. You and die. It, we get an homage to... We will kill you know, them all. It, it, he would always do these duels with Megatron, where he would make an orange <laughs> axe out of one of his hand. Uh, Megatron would make a purple Sword. mace. They would sort of clash mm. at each other. This one, he's got the sword he's had in the last two. Then he makes the energy axe. I mean, again... He's dual wielding. He's cutting people's heads off. He's screaming. I'm like, Optimus, no. He's also he's got like a, a big shotgun. Rage. He's got like yes. a big, big shotgun. He's cocking all the time. Yes. Like, shh, shh, we now, were you kill shocked to see yeah. the airplane parts came back that he, he did Let's have Jetfire's abilities still? All you needed was one line, <laughs> you know, where it's like, Q, you know, that, that uh, wheel jack. You know, we've just finished upgrading Jetfire's engines and put it in your trailer and then it's like all right cool yeah, okay. no, instead it's just like no, no we just build a brand new jetpack <laughs> fuck jetfire so in this a, one he that's does an alternate universe where transformers have lines all they're allowed <laughs> to say is my god no not this <laughs> like they just react to things yeah well we hear mortar that bridge yes. at one right point. Yeah. So we should say he has his orders. trailer in this one, and his trailer has the flight tech and some kind of technology that he's trying to get later on. And where did his trailer come from? Was that on the moon, too? I guess they just built it over the last little while yeah. here. But yeah, yeah, he's got to get it. And, and you know, the, the subcons have taken over Chicago. It looks like all hope is lost. Yeah. They come in at the last minute to save Sam Witwicky, and then that's literally when Optimus says, we will kill them all. <laughs> well, and Mike, like, no this is, we're touching down on Endor. This is the final battle. This is a mm -hmm. war that we kind of haven't gotten yet. We've had these small skirmishes where some of these big goofballs run through these cities and go like, blah, 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 blah. But Shockwave, with his big wormy thing like you talked about, this is a kaiju. I mean, mm -hmm. this is, we're, we're full yeah. on into this now. Well, this is why I'm saying the third act in this is the best one because it has the highest stakes. It's the Decepticon invasion of Earth. And you actually, like, I like this. Like, once once uh, Optimus comes in with that shotgun, that's when I think this movie gets <laughs> kind of interesting to watch because it's just a big action scene. But it's definitely more watchable than, than the end of Revenge of the Fallen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just we're running across the desert right. when we have a car that we should be taking. Like at least this time, there's a reason the Autobots are gone because they've been exiled. Yes. Like there are feels like stakes. They've at this point brought a couple hundred Decepticons in. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like, and I feel it. like there's a real attempt to show the human point of view in Chicago. You know, you have all these people wandering around. Like all hope is lost. You've got the generic army guys following Tyrese, right? You've got 
you know, the three characters we care about, Sam, Carly, and Tyrese, and then you've got a bunch of, you Hell know, yeah. army guys. Let's go. I we're going to sign up for this. We're going in. Josh Demel shows up. Navy SEALs. Yeah. yeah. There's only one way in. We got to, we got to. You know, wingsuit right. in, but then we also had people drive in and yeah, swing I just in, drove but, my you know, Chevy, whatever. but okay. Yeah. Also, of course, there's a big action. There's a big set piece with the falling building that they're all in that goes on for about 20, 30 minutes. Oh, let's see like. this. Uh, let, me, let me see this yeah. real quick. The same way I wanted to point out specifically in our um, Order of the Phoenix Harry Potter episode on our last kind mm. of big miniseries. This mm-hmm. is one of the big films where it was a 3D transfer. You know, mm. that's what they were hitting. The big falling building stuff. The Shia spinning out of the Transformer as B transforms and sort of puts him back in yeah. the car. There are a lot of these it's coming at you moments. I think the mm-hmm. building thing looks good. Again, I'm just at the point where I watch these and I just go, oh, just shh, be quiet. Just <laughs> shh, no more. Just you just got to just oh, all of this. Like it just all the yeah. big noise and explosions and everything. I'm just like, just calm down. I just want you all to sit down. Yeah, I think, you know, the building falling with them all in it, it's cool for a little bit. It's technically impressive. It sure. goes on way too long, I feel like. And we have all these characters I don't know or care about. And it's like, it feels like this building is falling for 20 minutes at least. And um, I'm just kind of like, yeah. as impressive as it is, I'm like, I'm over it. Let's get to the, let's get to robots fighting robots. That's what I want to see. Well, the other problem, too, is the story reason why they're in the building is like, we got to shoot the pillar rocket launcher guy is like, oh, we got to get a higher vantage point. So they get to the vantage point, but they don't even succeed in the mission. Right. The building just falls and and like they don't progress, you know, the the goal at all. So he could have shot the rocket, gotten the pillar. Woohoo. Oh, shit. Building going down. Instead of just like we need him in the building. We'll put him in there and then they fall out of the building. Who gives a shit? Right. So it's like, yeah, kind of also nonsense for why it happens. Right. At one point, they're all hiding from a Decepticon and they're all trying to be quiet. Sam says to Carly, like, oh, don't move. Like, obviously, Sam, no one's, you're the one who's moving the most by saying don't move. You don't need to say that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but we should mention Sam kills Starscream. So, you know, where did he get this ability? Yeah. Did he learn that in college? He's got the grappling hook, shoots it right onto his eye, right? Yeah, so a little bit of continuity. No broken bones. (laughs) We didn't mention uh, Megatron has some sort of, you know, leftover wound from the Fallen and like little robot bugs are like sort of picking at and cleaning him. He's got this big scar over one eye. Starscream kind of picks a fight with him earlier on and then Starscream gets taken out by missing sort of that same part of his face at the end, right? Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was going to and shout out to Mad Max again. You know, that's how we meet Megatron. He's out in the desert sure. with his right with his shawl. Keep the sun off his yeah. Robo sure. head. Yeah, looking pretty cool. Um, it was a cool look. I was going to say, you know, as much as we rag on, you know, the you know the Transformers don't do anything. I thought this was actually the best movie for the Starscream Megatron interactions. It feels like they are trying to add some of that dynamic. They have two. 
That is why yeah. it stands out, Jake. <laughs> there are two <laughs> scenes where they interact with each other. Right. That's, that's monumental. And you can kind of see the relationship from the, the the cartoons, and I also just like the dynamic of you know Megatron, Sentinel Prime, and Optimus Prime, where it's like Sentinel Prime is like this pragmatist who's like. You know, in order to save Cybertron, we need to side with the Decepticons for some reason. But uh, at least it's different than Megatron, and it's kind of more interesting dynamic. This is very cartoon. The ship that he takes, the Ark, that is the Autobot ship that they crash into the prehistoric Earth with. Um, again, space mm-hmm. bridges. We talked about last week. I, I had forgotten they were a plot point in this like completely. And the fact that they say the word space bridge, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. But yeah. Jacob. This one, you know, again, it, it, it feels like there's some stuff going on or some homages to, to the source material again where they're like, yeah, you know, let's, let's just use these Transformers. Let's, uh, yeah, this is probably the last one where I'll have Megatron. So, like, let's give him some stuff to do. Right. And even the big, yeah. you know, the big fight at the end, Optimus versus Sentinel Prime and then Megatron comes in. Like, that was, to me, was more engaging than anything that happened in, in Fallen. Um, yeah, I will say, because you got the dual wielding, the axe and the sword versus Sentinel with his Thanos blade and he's got a shield. Yeah. So like, there's, there's like, you know, an interesting kind of melee dynamic and the Megatron coming in to try to help because he doesn't want to be second fiddle to Sentinel. That was pretty well choreographed action. And even when Optimus is viciously Just wrecking dismembering people, yeah. members of his <laughs> yeah. species, Jesus yeah, it, you can at least track what's happening. Um, um yeah. Yeah, and I was going to say Sentinel Prime, like the design is interesting. Like he has a more human-looking face just like the Wheeljack. Um he's got kind of a beard. He's I, th- I think he was modeled after Sean Connery who they originally wanted to voice him, uh, but Sean Connery had retired from acting, so then they got Leonard Nimoy who obviously was also in the animated movie as Galvatron. Yes. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Huge, 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 huge. Now, Jacob, that is so funny. Every role in Hollywood since, what, the 90s, you know, Morpheus, <laughs> they talk about every one of those where they go, Gandalf. You know, we had Sean in mind. It's so interesting that, you know, oh, but guys, Dark of the Moon's <laughs> going to be the one that gets him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least for this one, it was just a voice role. So you just had to go into a, yeah. you know, a vo- voice booth and do some lines. But and, even and that like was too said, much for him. It is an interesting pragmatist, you know, motivation to give him of. So, Optimus, did we win the war? No. We completely blew the Civil War. <laughs> the planet is uninhabitable. We had to escape and get here and we were followed by all the bad guys. Oh, and there's more of them than there are of us? Yes. Okay, well, we're all Cybertronians then, so we're all one people. Like, like we need to yeah, look out yeah. for ourselves then. No, what? Huh? No, <laughs> aliens. We're, we're Earth. You were my teacher. Yeah. Right, we must protect the humans with murder. But I do like um, the dynamic of, like, Optimus feeling betrayed by his, yes. you know, mentor, basically, and being mm-hmm. like, well, I thought, you know, we were supposed to stand up for, for you know, weaker beings and stuff. Return of the Jedi vibes, you know, well, Empire is where the speech happens, but join the galaxy mm. and, you know, we can rule. He joined me. We'll get Cybertron back. And, it's like, My, oh, and, and the reason right. I say um, it again is, doesn't that feel like the final scene? He's the Emperor, Darth Vader and Luke turn on him uh, to fight for a minute. It's just like you're like, oh, yeah, sure. This oh, is how yeah. we would leave this, I guess. Let me ask you guys this, just because we're kind of mm. kind of towards the end of that. But, you know, just I'm saying it like it is a conclusion. Mike, you said this is the most yes. successful one out of these movies. 
$1.12 billion. Now we talked about it up top. This is where contracts are ending. You sign a three-picture deal. These aren't Marvel times where you're like, hey, five <laughs> pictures, and you might show up on the Cliff Jumper, you know, spinoff series. No, that's not happening. For a lot mm-hmm. of people, this was, okay, I bet this is Michael Bay's last movie, not alone right. Shia LaBeouf's movie. This is sort of, you know, if they reboot the afterwards, the if they go into a different direction... How does this movie operate to you guys as a quote-unquote conclusion? Because to me, I'm like, well, where is Shia left in all this? And like, like, which Transformers am I even rooting for? What was the grand goal that each of these movies was like building towards? Because really at all, it's like at the end of the day, it's like, well, we beat this evil robot and now we're <laughs> going to look at the sunset and you'll see some American flags for a minute. It's like, well, yeah, yes, yeah. Michael, mm-hmm. I get that. But what, what's the end to this movie? Right. We will always be here to protect the human. <laughs> that is the what? funniest like, way okay. that this ends. Yes. And of course, then you get a Linkin Park song over the credits. Of course. And isn't the post-cred scenes John Turturro? Oh, yes. Yeah, John yes, Turturro kissing Francis McDormand. That's, that's yes. <laughs> for the entire yes. saga. And, then she and says, was that build up at all? <laughs> and he goes, it's worth it. It's worth it. I did not realize until I saw that that they were supposed to be built up as like a romantic thing. Well, I don't know if that was not. No, and wait, <laughs> don't to talk continue. about what happened in Quantico. That was a one-off. <laughs> but to continue said. a different uh, through line, you know, he doesn't have Michaela to to be sexist towards. So instead, he goes, <laughs> "Beautiful new girlfriend." <laughs> like he immediately when he says sees Rosie on Dick and Whitley, is like, "Oh my god!" But I, I want to know: Do you guys, Mike? This is a conclusion, mm-hmm. quote unquote. What? How does this movie work for you as that? It does not work <laughs> in any way, shape, or form as a conclusion. It barely I mean, works as a movie. Time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fairly, like a right? capper to a trilogy. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like Sam has grown to be no, he's like someone who... the same character in each movie, right? Yeah. He doesn't grow at all. Yeah, and the Transformers are still, we will protect the humans. Yeah. Like not, no one has changed. What have they at accomplished all. in three Optimus movies? Prime is still uh, a murderer. I don't yeah. know. And they haven't accomplished anything. Three MacGuffins, three foiled plots. Right. We've seen Megatron die twice. Twice yes. now and get defeated a third time. Yeah. It feel it doesn't feel like a, a cohesive trilogy at all, obviously. And um yeah. I just think that the at least the third act of this was more watchable to me than Revenge of the Fallen, so I'll give it that. It has that impressive action that Michael Bay is known for. The blending oh. of real and CGI is impressive, and it's like an hour long. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to watch this, skip the first hour and a oh, half. The build-up is insane. Makes yeah. you know it's not worth watching. <laughs> But Mike, you wouldn't learn any lessons. You would just say, all right, guys, you know, clap, 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 wrap it up. Hey, you know what? It wasn't always easy, but I think we can all see the writing on the wall. Shia barely wants to be here. Michael's taking long lunches. This movie's not going to do very well. It was great seeing (laughs) everybody. I have a, a, a specific note on that, too, because when I'm watching it, I see the end credits hit, and once all the... um. Feature credits are done, you know, with the special font, you know, Michael Bay sure. film. 
the first credit on the crawl, the first name on the crawl is the second unit director, sure. which leads me to theorize there was a lot of this where Michael Bay was not caring. Sure, nope. And just second unit director, film that explosion with Josh Jamel. I don't really care. Right, just get the background plate and send it then over to the CG guys. Get that guy, Mike. When you do number four, how are you seeing these dollar signs and going, God damn it, you're right. You know, Michael, he's got the formula on this thing. He knows how to make hits. We just made a billion dollars on stupid robot cars talking to each other. We're gonna be in this business forever. <laughs> right. We didn't even have a script the last yeah, time. Yeah, I mean at this point they can put out, you know, it doesn't have to be you know, anything great, like they can half ass it and still make a billion dollars. So, um, but one thing I, which at the time it was like the fifth highest grossing film of all uh, time when it came out. Now it's like, now it's still the highest grossing transformers movie, but it's only like 27. Don't tell me it's not star Wars. (laughs) I'm the fifth biggest movie ever in my fucking talking robots. And it's like, you know, obviously it all, it almost became a meme where it's like, you know, these movies make so much money. Who's watching them though. Um, which has kind of almost been surpassed by Avatar, where it's like the yes. movie that made a bunch of money that no one that has no cultural 100%. impact. Right, you're right. Yeah. Um. Here's where I'm at, and this maybe this is a good time for any other errata that we forgot yeah. to. Whenever we do these, I've been watching like reviews of people coming straight out of the movie. Theater. Oh my god! And there will be people. There will be people like. 10 out of 10. This is crazy. The special effects are awesome. This is definitely redeemed the second one. Oh, you got to go see it. 9 out of 10. And I'm just like, sure. That's well, the think about, you know, know reviews coming out of I want to hear dialogue. <laughs> People right, coming right. out of the Phantom Menace thought that movie was great. Yeah. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. the hangover of realizing, wait, was that actually bad? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Because even like Megatron's heel or face turn. It's like predicated on the fact that Carly looks through a telescope, sees Sentinel Prime <laughs> arguing with Megatron, and somehow, because I don't think she can hear them, just infers like, oh, that guy, yeah, I could, I could really and literally, you know, push him over. Megatron is so impulsive. If he just waited, like Sentinel Prime was about to kill Optimus Prime. Yeah. If Megatron has waited a few more minutes. <laughs> yeah, instead he saves yeah. Optimus Prime basically by attacking Sentinel when he does. And he gives him a Joker speech. Who would you be without me, Optimus? Right. <laughs> Optimus murders him too. <laughs> Joker speech. Yeah, and the and you know executing Sentinel. You know, you didn't betray me. You betrayed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. No, it's like a. Tr- it's that meme, trust no one, not even yourself. And it's the kid behind right. himself with a gun. Yeah. Right. I do want to say, you know, obviously with the third act here, I think there was an attempt to make the humans more impactful. We see a lot of these army guys kind of ganging up, doing, we got snipers, we got explosives guys, yeah. you know, they're trying, they're doing something, right? I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking, you know, you keep sending these infantry guys in and they have not been very effective for the first two movies whatsoever. And in the opening act, they have him doing like drills with Bumblebee. Here's how you do a kill shot, you know, repel over the top. And I'm like, thank God you guys at least learned how to be somewhat competent. If you're going to keep running in as foot soldiers right. with M16s against transforming robots, at least you're learning how to be less against B. Right, That's one fodder. of the few scenes with Bumblebee. He doesn't talk in that scene. We just sort of see him hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> Which, training, but it's like okay yeah and the theme of it job. seems to be like okay humans obviously they're physically much weaker than the transformers but teamwork that's where humanity that's the strength of humanity is working right. together right 
Yep, snipe the eyes out, throw a parachute over their head, bada bing, bada boom. Yes. Um, yeah. Another note that I wanted to get in erratas is uh, recycled footages. Mm. You guys know about recycled footage on these ones? I, I so, do think I remember this. My kid us, yeah. Yeah, so there was apparently a, a, a really tragic accident with one of the extras during a highway mm. chase scene where a cable snapped under tension and... and Kind of, she ended up with permanent brain damage. Right. She got settled for eighteen million dollars. Terrible accident, tragedy, right? You know these stunts can be dangerous. Um, so they couldn't finish that scene. So instead, they just recycled footage from the island mm, um, Michael and Bay put movie. Transformers in on another Michael Bay movie. Um, and then there's also in the last movie when they fire the rail gun at Devastator or whatever, and he says target acquired on the Navy boat. It's the exact same shot when they're firing the tomahawk missiles sure. and he goes, target acquired. It's literally the same oh, sure. shot. So they're kind of <laughs> just like, yeah, we'll recycle footage. Like, yeah. Who cares at this point? On the note but, of that, you know, what happened to that extra, I read about that as well. Mm. It's, it's pretty crazy because this wasn't like a, a professional stunt person. This was an extra that was paid like $25 oh, a day God. to drive their own car in the background. <laughs> Her own like... Crap Toyota yeah. or whatever. And like, I think she was yeah, permanently blinded bruise. in her left eye, permanent brain damage. Um, oh, yeah. man. Hollywood <laughs> Productions. I mean, got it, you know, got a significant settlement, but I mean, permanent brain damage, eye injury. Is it right? worth that's, 18 that's million? Tragedy, so. You know, half no, blind yeah. for the rest but, of your life? No. <laughs> you know, if, if the movie made one billion, I don't know if the studios care in that right. much, but it is yeah, tragic what, what can happen. It. And, it just goes to show that, like Megan Fox said, like, this shit is dangerous. Yeah, mayhem. Like, you're fucked. Like, Megan Fox literally said, if something goes wrong, you're fucked. Yeah. You're fucked, and the movie's over. Yes. Right. I mean, that's the that's the consequence of the mayhem, right? I almost wonder Mass if that's loose, why baby. we get more of the Shia Ragdoll model. It's just because he's literally like, no, I'm not. You're not putting me up in the wire. We're not doing yeah. this shit. I'm clocking out when the I'm effects- clocking out. You know, mostly look really good, but there's that one shot where he's swinging on, you know, Starscream, right? And he swings past the camera. That looked pretty bad. Um, otherwise, the effects are pretty much spotless, right? And that's the strength is the blending of, you know, the real life explosion and cars flipping over and throwing the robots, the lighting. Like, it does look really it's convincing. It's amazing, actually. And I think he, yeah. And the last thing to note, I think, for this climax is. This came out a year before the Avengers, mm. right? And it's very, very similar to yes. the last battle of the oh, Avengers, sure. the battle for New York with the Chitari ships and everything's got tendrils and robot people. Mm-hmm. Like it feels a lot like that. And I wonder if Joss Whedon was uh, influenced at all by <laughs> the scale of, of Transformers Could 3. Be. And even the Chitari aliens are kind of like the generic Decepticons that are, they even have them riding and on the ships sky and stuff. Yeah. Totally, Joss, I can, see um, that. can I so. see that script? What I'm sorry, what did you title your <laughs> Avengers movie? Oh no, it's not ready. He's erasing Dark of the Moon next to it. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like M- Michael Bay thinks he's controversial. I'm gonna be controversial <laughs> one day. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. But um, I think there's definitely an influence on that because the structure of the third acts, you know, big major cities, sky lasers, spaceships coming through a portal. Genius. It, I'm with it you. Had to well, and, yeah, yeah, and Transformers does occupy an interesting period of time where it's the first one is pre iron man. So it's pre the event, pre the Marvel cinematic universe, but then it's also kind of post Spider-Man. Yeah, So it's right in that window, you know, comes out the same year as Spider-Man three superheroes are kind of going through a change in movies. And then as the sequels come out, now we're starting to see the MCU formula. And now, you know, we have this whole connected universe, which we will 
obviously go on with the Mark Wahlberg movies, right? I have heard um, direct quotes from those big writer room assemblages you've mentioned, Jacob, where they say, our instructions have been to, quote unquote, Avengers it up. Right. Totally. And that was the big mm-hmm. thing. Connected universes, um, you know, different characters coming in and making cameos and stuff. Hey, the it's new me, Rhinox from the Beast Wars. Megatron, you better cut it out or I'll see you November 5th on my DirecTV streaming app, Rhinox's <laughs> Revenge. See ya. We're going to get that? Yeah, Rhinox and roll. <laughs> right. It's a musical. We're trying some new uh, stuff. Soundwave makes an appearance. I'm here. I'm here for it, Mike. Yeah, right? At this point, but... Uh, I guess that's kind of the gist of Transformers 3, Dark of the Moon. I mean, and if you guys don't have anything else, we can go to final Let's thoughts on um, Let's roll out. the greatest installment. <laughs> Let's, roll. Let's roll. Out. <laughs> Let's roll. We'll kill them all. <laughs> None of you are safe. I'm a madman. <laughs> Optimus, no. No prisoner. He's <laughs> like, Jesus. things here uh for transform may our third week talking the third film dark of the moon the third michael bay transform movie now i was thinking about this this time guys mm-hmm. mike said that thing in our last episode and it has not left my mind of this must be the worst <laughs> franchise that exists i was thinking hunger games yeah this is worse than hunger games divergent yeah this is worse <laughs> than divergent but let me ask you not even as far as franchises. Let me ask you this very specific property thing and connection. Mm. And let me ask you if it's worse than this, okay? How about a Steven Spielberg-produced live-action adaptation of a cartoon? Hmm. Mm. Sounds pretty familiar. Yes. Sounds, sounds like the thing we're talking about today, Transformers. No, not talking about Transformers. I'm, of course, talking about the Flintstones movie. Oh. <laughs> what a weird... Mm. This, is, this is Spielberg's second swing at the bat of Saturday morning cartoons. People love those in live action. Oh, man, I forgot. There's not enough John Goodman in Transformers so far, I think. Right. Well, <laughs> yet. Yet. Wink. <laughs> That's right. The one thing I know about the Flintstones movies is that basically all the main cast members change from film to film. Like That's I know you have Combat Syndrome. John Goodman in one, and then in the sequel you have Mark Addy, aka Robert yes. Baratheon from Game of yes. Thrones. You got Rosie O'Donnell in one of them. Yeah. Well, we'll have to get to that. It'll be a uh, Flynn Fember or something. I don't, I don't know. Wait, wait a year. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, well, yeah, Spielberg will die here pretty soon, and we'll do that. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> if I could throw out a couple last-minute things. You know, I was saying I was going to be on Chicken Watch. Um, there's no chickens in this one, but there's a lot of newspapers. No chickens? Damn. And as um, the newspapers... Are <laughs> Everyone's getting hit in the well, face with it. Yeah, right? I'm seeing how much they're flying around, <laughs> and I'm like, that's crazy how much newspaper there is. And then it does affect the final battle, where it distracts Patrick Dempsey long enough for <laughs> Shia LaBeouf to smash him with a rock. Right, like, very okay, funny. Newspaper Watch. Right. Um, and the other thing I want to mention is um, we talk about how Michael Bay has like got people 
just watching Transformers and like saying, you should put that in, right? And there are a couple of things because I also watched a review of like a super fan because I want to know what it like a super fan of the cartoons cool. and stuff. And, you know, there there are things where they try to bring Cybertron to Earth through a portal. And there's like uh, when Megatron blows up the Lincoln Memorial and sits on it as a throne, I guess he does that in the yes. cartoon. So it's like, <laughs> yes, be like yes, glimpses classic. where Michael Bay is like, yeah, put that thing from the cartoon. <laughs> but then again, he'll have Sideswipe and Wrecker and like all these Transformers who show up who are never given names but are credited. So you don't right. like get to meet any of them, but they're technically in the movie. So it's like if I was a fan of most of these characters or these Transformers or Decepticons, they're so unrecognizable. But then he puts Megatron on, you know, the Lincoln Memorial and you're like, ah, but that's the thing. So it's like, you don't know <laughs> it's if only he's a for genius the real or just a fucking idiot. Who taught you this? Yeah. yeah. But again, Mike, if you're that little kid who, yeah, my dad showed me all the cartoons. My favorite character is Wheeljack. Oh, why is that Transformer <laughs> dragging him out in front of the other one saying, <laughs> it's time to die, you filthy traitor. What does that mean? Why is he executed? <laughs> Why does he look like an old guy? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, and the way some of these are, you know, named but not really given anything to do, it's, it'd be like if the Avengers, they had, you know, uh, Hawkeye show up, but he doesn't get any lines and just gets you don't really see him much. He's just kind of yeah. in the background. Yeah. Well, and Jacob, you know, Black Widow, she quit after two because she said it was hell making these Avengers movies. So that's right. why, you know, we got a new blonde girl. Yeah, and that's my last question too. The, the Transformers that have been in the other movies and then are just gone. Like, where are they? They don't go to, they have nowhere to right. go. Cybertron's gone. Like, what happened? <laughs> right to- when they're all going up in the spaceship, like you should see all of them, right? But where, where's yeah. Skidmark? What happened and, to the motorcycle girl? Or you know, like this. Yeah. Hold on, you guys just reminded me. This Lugnut <laughs> girl. Yeah. This hold on. This movie has two sequences where, again, my scaling issues. Gigantic robots land in a spacecraft and then step out of them on the moon and like stretch and go, oh, we're finally here. Oh, holy shit. This is where our dad crashed his car, basically. And then another one where they're like, ah, the giant thing that's going to get us all fucking out of here and evict us. Right? Here we go. Here, and you know what? Yeah. I, I, this just hit me. And this is how they should have done this movie. Michael Bay loves the big dumb stuff. First movie, and this is my final thoughts because I don't care to review it. It's, it's mm. crap. Transformers is crap. I can't wait for the next one. But your finale. <laughs> oh, no. We've done a finale in a city. We've done a finale in a desert. And this one, we go back to a city. They should have had the finale on the moon. Put Sentinel Prime yes, on the I moon want, with the Mike, space bridge. If your movie is called Dark of the Moon, oh, absolutely. Yes. That's even like a cool Thor, right. too. They could be punching and fighting. That thing could be sending them all over the place. End it on the they moon. They should be fighting on the moon to control right. the space bridge. That would have been fucking awesome. We'd never yes. seen it. The low gravity could have been cool. They use jet boosters yes. to increase their punch. Michael Bay, come on. You, you sure. really dropped the ball. Um, shame on you. All right. Shame on you, Michael. And that's my <laughs> review. Can't wait for next week. <laughs> wow. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I, have, well, I have one last question. So Cybertron comes through about a fourth of the way. They shut it down. Does that part just get sliced and just sucks back in? Oh, okay. In Mm. my mind, when it was happening, I was like, "Oh, yeah." So for for four and five, like Cybertron's orbiting Earth. I remember that, and then immediately didn't. I was like, "Oh, never mind, never mind." Yeah, they shut it off once, and it just stops. 
and then they turn it on again and it starts and then they shut it off. Yeah, but when they, they shut the it off the second button. time, that's the reverse button. The first time was just okay. pause. They hit pause and then rewind. Right. You can be like, yeah. fuck, you guys just destroyed it if it just split the planet in half. It would just crush Earth. It was massive. And would you think yeah. that um, Sam and Patrick Dempsey would be such a pivotal role in like oh shutting God. off and turning on the beacon again? Um, no. Yeah. But uh, I'll say this. You know, also, I wanted to mention we do see a little bit of Cybertron in the beginning, where we mm, see a pre, yes. you know, pre-movie Cybertron. Right? It's kind of it is interesting again, Jacob, that Michael Bay, kind of like how I said in the cartoons, where they're like, "God, everybody just keeps nagging us about this, you know, cool robot planet <laughs> that they want to see." It's like, yeah, obviously we do, you idiots. <laughs> so for the first shot of this to be kind of that. And then to go into the weird transforming transformer, you know, title card, it uh, not enough, not enough <laughs> no. at all. And we don't really, I, I mean, I don't know about four and five. I just know that we do see probably the best representation of Cybertron in Bumblebee. Right? Yeah, the aesthetic in this awesome. is not cool. Yes. It's just everything's gray and yeah. non-distinct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like um, Cybertron is made of Steppenwolf's armor, and so is every Decepticon. Yes. <laughs> yes. But at one point, Optimus says, we escaped from a dying world. And you're like, well, that's a new bit of information. You didn't say Cybertron was dead in the other movies. Right. Yeah, you know. Um, anyways, for my final thoughts, I'll just say, like I mentioned, the third act of this, there's some cool stuff. So I think there's some scenes in this that are better than any of the other previous movies. But as a whole, it's still not good. The first, you know, two hours of this almost three-hour movie is just, like, very bad. We uh, we didn't even mention Sam's parents show up again. Who no, cares? That's our one uh, Bud Light cameo <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we get more weird sex stuff with Sam's mom, you know, We're swingers <laughs> by mom, <laughs> by, uh, you know, you're in a camper or whatever. But overall, this movie, pretty bad. Uh, looking forward to seeing four and five, which I have never seen and getting some new cast members and some new blood into this thing. Let's go. Mm hmm. Interesting. All right, I I don't know. I'm I'm really at a crossroads here, guys. Where it's like, boy, I just don't know. I, I said this was the valley. I don't know that it is. I, I it, you know, this was the last one I saw in theaters. This seemed to be the stopping point for you guys too. Except that I kept seeking them out. Mm -hmm. You know, when it got to on demand or, oh my god, you know. Joe, I can't believe we're going to watch, you know, Age of Extinction tonight. That's so funny. You know, we're getting into the irony territory. I don't feel good about that. Uh, I want to like these things. And right. again, when I'm looking at them as a kid and I'm like, wow, you know, this is the story about an epic civil war that comes to our planet. What would that look like realized? I guess it is the hyper violence that this yeah. series seems to sort of lean on as a crutch. I wouldn't have thought that as a kid. You would have thought it'd be more, yeah, not even family friendly. Again, it's so hard to talk about these without talking about Bumblebee. We don't want to. Uh, maybe we will. Let us know. But I, these, this is disheartening. You know, this is this is just the moment where this will start a new trend of, hey, you know. Uh, John Malkovich says he'll come back if you know you you pay him this much and he gets a point on this or 
you know, sure. hey, we'll get this or we'll get this too. We just say this is the last Megatron movie because uh, mm. Hugo Weaving does not come back after this. So there's there's going to be some creative solutions around that as well. Mm. Um, Looking forward to seeing this, what to do with that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> it's there's There's nothing to look forward to from this point on. If this was made as the last chapter in a book, you would go, what a stupid book. <laughs> Knowing that it's not, you go, what a stupid chapter. You know, right. it, it, it's not satisfying any way across the board. And the fact that Michael Bay comes back for two more movies, you know, I never would have it's thought. It's amazing. And I have no idea what to expect. I know one of them's <sighs> got a knight and one of them's yes. got like dinobots or whatever. You know, I'm a <laughs> dinosaur. Yeah, we talked to Oscar winners. One of them has Sir Anthony Hopkins going, Michael, you say the check is cleared? And I have to talk about four robots in this scene. Absolutely. Um, Great. It's just, it's, it just grows and grows and grows into this big robotic monster that is like the snake attached to Shockwave's worm. It is an ever-consuming ass worm ripping up our planet that it might need to be severed. That, that is what the Transformer movies are. Yeah. Right. Last thing I do want to mention, um, you know, I said it before, this movie would would have been more impactful with Michaela, with Megan yes. Fox. So much of Sam's arc in this movie is saving yes. his girlfriend who he's so in love with. Who cares? We don't know Carly. She Jacob, gets nothing to do. She had, they have no history together. You know, again, you know? it's there's no, there's it's worth nothing to sit on the sideline <laughs> and say, "Well, the movie should have been like this. The movie should have been like this." But the fact that there is, what do we think, 30 wasted minutes just trying to get Shia back with the Transformers? He wants to feel special. Buddy, I don't know what you want out of life. Your job should have been, you're the liaison to the Transformers. You're the guy who knows them. Work right. with the fucking military. You've been doing it the past two movies. Uh, if you're Shia, you don't want to say to Michael, hey... You know, I'm kind of doing more action roles now. You can kind of put me in the shit for some of this stuff. Bumblebee and I could be partners. You know, we're tracking down Decepticons and, and you know, we found stuff that's about Sigma Prime or whatever. You go, okay, yeah. Yeah, again, the stuff that he wants to show when you're with the humans, and I'm with you guys. I think this has a third act where the humans are the most useful out of all the other Mm -hmm. movies or have the most to do or whatever. But it's still you're, – you're still stretching your imagination so much to go, but what are you doing there? What Like what is happening? How are you even involved with a talking truck with flames on it who says, you know, make sure you get the all spark. Watch out. I'm going to kill this guy. Right. And, and so much of his motivation for going into Chicago is, oh, I need to save Carly. You know, I'm in love with her. I just and need he to save heart the to heart with. Yeah, he has he's a bunch of scenes with Tyrese in this one. He has a heart to heart with Tyrese. Boy. It's like you guys know each other that well. Like you met like two times. <laughs> yeah, you got to meet my friend. <laughs> like, what's going on? Is so loose. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, there's a universe where they you know thought about it and and tried to do yeah. something that made sense. Like Shia LaBeouf to be being <laughs> right. trained by Josh Duhamel yes. because you know he probably had that job and got fired because he was too annoying. Shia LaBeouf's the so yeah, weird. I buy yeah. that too, Mike. <laughs> A guy who especially is so weird and cocky that the second he gets a medal, he pretends to shoot a stranger he's <laughs> never met before and then walks up and asks around. That guy is getting, he is flunking the psych That was the day he got his walking papers. You're like, give him a medal? Yeah, yeah. Get him out of here. <laughs> well, you're you know who gave me this medal? Charged. 
Oh, only Obama. Only yeah, fucking that's Obama. Right. Yeah. yeah, are you going to have sex with me? You're the second model I will have had sex with. Oh, one last thing I wanted to point out. Yeah, we were talking about student studio uh, intervention a bit. Wouldn't it, you know, if you're if you're making him look like Sean Connery and Sean Connery says no, wouldn't it make so much more sense to go, well, you know, the sci-fi character who's a voice actor who we should have fucking play this thing there's a little guy named Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. Yeah, sure. the, the the Leonard Nimoy connection is these are Paramount movies. Right. CBS, mm-hmm. you know, that, that connection there, the Star Trek with all. This is literally like, look, you know, we own Leonard. <laughs> he is he is eighty nine years old. He signed a contract that he does not understand. If you guys want, he could say the word star scream a couple times. <laughs> Look, yeah. the, the needs I think it's the, the, of the yeah. many board members outweigh the needs <laughs> oh, of the few right. voice actors. <laughs> and he says that. He's, he says that in the movie, Which right? Which is a reference to context that he meant it. In right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Basically, he's basically opposite of Spock. But yeah. uh, I think it's Mega the prestige of his Tron. name. <laughs> what if he had done that? I yeah. am and always shall um, be the one to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> right and you know today you know sean connery and, and leonard nimoy have both passed at this uh, point so it's it's very sad to even mm-hmm. talk about them but yeah. you know the prestige of his name and the fact that he was in the transformers animated movie as a yes. different character but yes. you know why not as bring the big him back? bad mm-hmm. yeah yeah why not? yeah thanks leonard thanks leonard yeah thanks leonard we miss you live long thank and you prosper. normies for, for following along, for transforming with us, for Transform May again, our third week here. Um, hit that like, subscribe, you know, leave us a review. That helps out too at, uh, at normies underscore like underscore us. Again, we're doing this now. We're getting your thoughts out, our thoughts out on, on Transformers. But you can hit us up and say, oh, you know, it meant so much to me that Leonard Nimoy played uh, Ultra Prime or whatever his name was. That it, I wouldn't have it any other way. And yeah. how dare you say Mark Hamill could do it? That's fine. That's fine. You can do that at our social media. We love when you do mm-hmm. that. Um, but otherwise, keep following along for more Transformers action. We're uh, digging up some dinosaur bones next week, baby. Things That's are about right. to get a little, a little wacky, Mike. Uh, I think I found a transformer. Oh, say hi to your mother for me. I'm going to take a sip of this Bud Light. <laughs> I also want to say, uh, check us out on YouTube. Where if you're yes. listening on audio only, we're doing YouTube video so you can see our beautiful faces. Uh, Leave a check comment. it out. Yeah, uh, we appreciate it. Normies like yeah, us on only YouTube. if you do it on a Lenovo laptop. It's very important for <laughs> us. Right. That you only use we love Lenovo. Lenovo. Mm-hmm. Now, please leave a comment with what Lenovo model you're using to watch this show. <laughs> uh, it's, this says it's Laserbeak 420 says, I love your show. Well, hey, thanks, Laserbeak. <laughs> oh, Laserbeak69 says, suicide yourself. That's not very nice. <laughs> oh, boo, oh, Laserbeak. Gotta go jump out the window. Come on. <laughs> All right. We've been your hosts. Um, this is uh, Decepticon. This is Optimus Mike. This is Jake and Old Prime. <laughs> See you later, normies. There may be more Transformers movies to watch, and we will be here to review them in painful detail. Cut to the American flag. I know we <laughs> in slow mo. Bye. <laughs>
hell yeah, this is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.